Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. I did all of my goop research last night. Wow. Um, because I had a very important appointment this morning. What was it? I was getting my semi-annual blood work done. Oh, nice. Uh, going to Quest. I like spent this whole week eating extremely clean. Obviously, like no alcohol, no processed food, no added sugar, no seed oils. Um, and then I got my blood taken out by a very, very competent armenian phlebotomist and nice. throw myself right to the drive-through in jack in the box yeah. and got <laughs> <laughs> a gigantic iced coffee with obviously non-grass-fed organic milk and i have to say i feel fine so far we'll see well we'll see i feel like you it's just you know you don't have it too often so I'm no. sure it's okay and um sausage egg and cheese on a croissant and oh, two tacos Damn. It was so fucking good. I feel I'm, so good right now. Yeah, you're high right now. Totally. Um, I was literally in bed until five minutes before we started meeting. Life of leisure. Um, I have like a mental block where like if I if I have well, it's not really a mental block, but it's like if in my mind it's like the weekend. <laughs> Which Friday, Friday is the is weekend. To me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get up and I like, I'll just turn, I just go back to bed. So I really need to work on that. Mm. Uh, I actually went to bed pretty late last night for me because I was staying up late watching the Academy of Country Music Awards. Oh, were you? Um, yeah. Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks co-hosted and... Yeah, all my favorites like performed. It was fun. But so I didn't get to bed till like 1230. And then um, I had this crazy, sorry, I, this is not a dream podcast, but I'm going to be very, very succinct. Okay. I had a dream where I was like friends with Kevin Bacon and he was like this cool older guy who had like a East Village apartment and he was like friends with all these like young hipsters, including me. And we were just oh, like nice. hanging out in the East Village. <laughs> I have no idea what that meant. I don't know. I just feel like maybe you were just being cool. I think so. Um, yeah, it was the East Village. And then all of a sudden he was like, no, we're in Kansas City. And I was like, what? And I was like, Kansas oh. City's cool. And then I woke up. 
I feel like I think Kansas City is is Kansas City cool. They have good barbecue. I'd rather live. Well, I don't know if we have any like I'm sure we have some Midwest uh, listeners. I was I've never been to either Kansas City or St. Louis. And in my head, they feel very similar to me. But that's probably not true. I've been to St. Louis, but I don't think I really saw enough of the city to talk about it that much. I went when I was in my 20s and I was working on a play with a few gals for a comedy theater. And we went on a little road trip to do some research and we stayed in a haunted mansion called Lemp Manor or Lemp Mansion. Mm. I'm not sure. And it was it was very scary. It was a terrifying experience, um, not because of the ghost, just because of where the place was and we were there alone. Sure. Um, but we did like, I don't know, we kind of drove around and like saw a little bit of the regular city, but not really enough. I hear it's beautiful and it's very, it's very, I know it's like the... I mean, it's the Midwest, but it's also very like antebellum. Like it's where like Ellie Kemper was the KKK princess. It's oh, really? St. Louis. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I do know that it it's not not an, a little bit later, I think, in like the like Edith Wharton time. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. it was it was a huge it was like new york and st louis were like the two big cities in america and there were that's why that man that like abandoned mansion was there that i stayed in there are like these amazing huge um like estates um from whatever the 1890s to 1910s and there's just all of this incredible architecture from that time because that was when it was this really successful huge like like metropolis Mm -hmm. um and then obviously i don't know i think kansas city went down and yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't know all those yeah post-industrial midwest cities but see i guess kansas city has always been a little bit more working class because it's like that's i always think of kansas city as like in the jazz age and obviously like has great world-class barbecue um but i've never been to either of them all I know is Kevin Bacon chose Kansas City in my head. Hmm. Yeah, I'm always intrigued by like cities that are good, that are like, you know, you know, that are off the. I want, I mean, I like was so jealous of last. Well, actually, the award show last night was in Texas. It was at like Dallas Cowboy Stadium or whatever. But um, they're having like a ACM like festival concert in Nashville. And it's like all of the biggest country stars are, I'm like, I, I mean, I don't actually want to live in Nashville, but it would be so cool to be able to like, go to like country music concerts any day of the week. (laughs) They never, all these people never come to LA. So annoying. But you don't like country music. I love country music. You had never heard of that friends in low places, the Garth Brooks song. What are you talking about? Of course I have. I asked you about it and you were like, I've never heard that song before in my life. That is absolutely not true. I remember this conversation. You're when? Like, oh, is. like, cause it was after I watched that documentary about Garth Brooks, which was so good. Brian and I went on like in the, it was in during the like lockdown. Cause Brian and I went to this like river town and rented a cabin. And I, and like watched the, this documentary about 
Garth Brooks while we were there and I told you about it and you were like I don't know and I told you like oh he's got this famous song you're like I've never heard it that I I mean if I said that I don't know what I was talking about because maybe I, I maybe I definitely heard and I like I didn't grow up listening to country music but uh I'd heard low places friends in low places but um in the last like 10-15 years I've gotten really into it and now um I know all, you know, all the people, Luke Combs and Laney Wilson and Carly Pierce and Kane Bran. I've never no, heard any the, of them. They're the, they're the biggest people in the. When I was like in my like late teens, early twenties, I think I kind of made a big thing of being into like, you know, Loretta Lynn and stuff. Oh, sure. But that was, which I, I mean, I was, but. That was because Jack White did an album. With yeah, That's probably how, yeah. was like that. And like, like Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton. Those were the ones that like yeah cool, like the, hipsters could get yeah into. i was into them but i always i really always was into johnny cash from a young age yeah, and yeah. i still am and i i and his his the i i read his memoir which i think is great and also the movie with joaquin phoenix and reese witherspoon mm -hmm. was the first movie i ever saw by myself in a movie really? theater and it was i still remember it because it was like the most amazing experience and i loved it and i was like i'm gonna see movies by myself all the time now uh yeah i love watching movies by myself. i think i want to say I, I maybe i saw a movie by myself before this but the first one i vividly remember going to see by myself was waiting for guffman oh wow um because that like it played at like a small theater in san francisco for a long time and i'd heard about it and i was in high school and i think i went by myself yeah i definitely wasn't brave enough to go by myself until but i was like in college mm -hmm. but um that was like when i first was able to do it now i do it whenever i want i prefer it to be honest yeah um what else is new oh gwyneth was in the bay area this week oh boy doing what she some fucking silicon valley some lecture she did at stanford with like it's probably like elizabeth holmes <laughs> it's like she's just like with all the grifters now but uh <laughs> she and brad went to this restaurant in Palo Alto called Ethel's Fancy, which was like someone who worked under Thomas Keller at French Laundry. And now they're doing like a quote unquote, like casual place, which I'm sure is not casual at all. Yeah, um, never is. But Brad went to the Bay Area with her. So I guess they're still guess they're trying to work heavy. things out. <laughs> I still don't like it. No, no, no. Um, her Instagram I, is like dead. I know something. I mean, we'll get more into this, but those social media pages, something's happening. Is there? Uh, well, I have something on my list that actually has to do with Brad's uh, social media, not Gwyneth's. Um, but you know whose social media is not dead? Is yeah, more I active know, than yeah. ever. Who? uh one dr jen gunter who okay i have to you know i'm gonna admit when maybe i'm wrong and maybe you've jumped to conclusions so mm -hmm. last week on the patreon episode we or i sort of accused jen of completely making up this magic conference that she and her quote-unquote boyfriend or husband are going or to whatever but and i still haven't seen any pictures from the conference but according to jen's social media she has been in italy this week like living it up like eating pizza and she had this like pistachio crostata i i am 
truly jealous of her that looks really good it looks so good in it right now um so regardless of what's happening with adjacent she is in italy so i don't know if she didn't like go to the conference and he's just there or maybe she listened to the well she doesn't subscribe to our patreon but um maybe she knows we're on to her and so she needed to extend her european vacation a little bit longer to like make it look more real yeah i don't know yeah maybe he's gonna like fall off a piazza yeah. and, <laughs> and she'll be like, mourning. Oh, no he's gone no more jen adjacent the widow jen and then she'll have a whole new book to write oh did you um, read about that woman in utah who poisoned her husband with um with fentanyl and then wrote like a book about like grief and was like a best that wasn't yeah but wait tell what it what exactly is the story because i remember like when it came out but i think it just came out a few days ago uh, I, yeah no i remember hearing the story it's just this woman i i I'd never heard of this book before but i guess she had written it was this young widow with like a kid and she wrote like a book like a best-selling book about like the grieving process and stuff and then it turns out that she was the one that like poisoned her husband with fentanyl and like for for like days or weeks he was like i think she's trying to poison me like if anything happens to me it's her and then she made the apparently she made him a moscow mule um and ha- it had fentanyl in it and he died okay i i'm really sorry and i'm not p- blaming the dead what if you're like my spouse is trying to kill me they're poisoning me i would leave immediately I wouldn't drink the Moscow Mule. Yeah, exactly. That is weird. I don't know. It's just a weird story, right? Like it is a weird the the fact because yeah, like she's being more implicated because apparently these text messages that he sent to like his friends or whatever. But yeah, then it's like if you really thought that she was poisoning him, why would he drink the Moscow Mule? I don't know. I don't know relationships are weird um, they are weird well yeah there was just that other woman who got murdered by her husband who poisoned her like it was like her gatorade or her like smoothie or like some like workout drink or something and she there were texts between them where he was like I know I poisoned you before. I'm sorry, but you're in the hospital now. It's not because I poisoned you. Trust me. And she was like, okay, but he did poison her and she died. That's crazy. Uh, I've just been watching like Vanderpump rules these last couple weeks and the disintegration of the Tom and Ariana relationship. And it's like, it is like really fucked up to see these, this, this horrible toxic relationships. Oh my god! But at least on Vanderpump Rules, no one has tried to kill anyone yet. At least I guess that's probably a good plotline for next season. Uh, I just address something. What? I said fall off a piazza. Obviously, you can't fall off a piazza. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like an Italian thing that was Wait, like. Why can't? What is a piazza? It's I like think oh, a it's piazza like a piazza is like a is a like an square. open space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was. Maybe, you could, maybe he'll fall into a piazza. I was from a you, tower above it. Sure, okay? the leaning tower of piazza. From the leaning tower of piazza. Just like, don't email us about it. Um, I was picturing when you said that. I was picturing him like dancing around like a fountain in the middle of the piazza, and then like falling on the fountain or from the fountain, either onto the cement or into the water. So it made. I was sense imagining in my head. him falling from like 
some building into a town square. Or maybe he'll be poisoned by a pistachio crostata. Maybe Except he's nowhere that- to be found. Like that's the other thing. Like I, I just don't understand. Okay, sorry. So he went. Apparently, he went to the um, what's it called conference? Magic, what's the, whatever. No, the um, what's the uterine disease? Endometriosis. Mm. And he was doing magic tricks at the endometriosis conference. But Perfect. then why? Why wouldn't she also? If she's going to Italy, why wouldn't she also go to the magic conference with him? Why is she just He's sitting? He's a selfish lover. Wait, he is or she is? She is. She is. Yeah, because she's like he oh. went with her to the endometriosis right. conference, but she didn't go with him to the magic conference. That doesn't seem fair. No, I mean, unless he didn't want her to go. I'm just like, so she's just bumming around Italy, eating fucking the greatest food in the world, and still obviously like retweeting like 50 times a day about the like Trump CNN hall, which is like apparently yeah. And Jenny are still. Oh, Jen, yeah. Oh my God. Someone at Newark was like, I was at Newark and I was so excited. And I checked the um I checked the bookstore. And guess what? Like your menopause manifesto signed books are still there. Yeah, it's like, wow, what do you know? Yeah, she was like, I'm gonna be reading and fangirling. I saw that. And then Jen was like, Thank wow, thanks for posting. Honestly, probably another Jen alt. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I mean, I guess people like her, but yeah, I she just- has a lot of uh a lot of followers. It just shocks me. Uh, she also wrote, and I don't typically read the Vagenda too often, but is um, that her newsletter? Her newsletter, yeah. Uh, but she wrote this one was about oh, because there was some like advice column that she got mad at because uh, it was a woman who was going through menopause and saying like my husband doesn't do like his share of the chores or whatever, and he is just I'm like really angry all the time. And he says, oh, you know, you're just angry because you're going through menopause. And so Jen obviously wrote, like, this is disgusting. Like, how could anyone say this? And then she actually writes about her um, failed marriage. And okay, it was interesting because she, so I, I, I'm trying to do like this detective work and I'm such a bad detective, but she says she was, she says she was 46 when she got divorced. And then she says, I, I actually don't really remember. It was either 45 or 46. I don't believe that. Unless she's, okay. you know, making the whole thing up. Well, Trump didn't remember when he got divorced. That's true. And he thought Eugene Carroll was his wife. It's so yeah. crazy. <laughs> uh, and so, oh, and she said, like, why she left her marriage. So I believe, according to the Jen timeline, that... So I think she was married once really young in Canada. And then her second husband was is the father of her kids. Um... And she said, it's why I left my marriage when I was 45 years old, give or take a year. I can't quite remember. Um, In addition to being the primary breadwinner, I was the primary caregiver to twin boys. Um, My stolen joy was grocery shopping by myself, which I can relate. (laughs) It's my favorite thing Uh, in the world to do. I'm okay. I'll, I'll, we'll get to it. Um, So, so she's saying basically like her husband was not doing his fair share um, either financially or domestically. And she was really unhappy. So she left blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, so I'm like, I'm trying to go back into her Instagram to be like, okay, is there any sign of this actually happening? But it looks like she really started her Instagram page right around the time in like 2011 or 2012, right around the time where she would have gotten divorced. And then mm-hmm. same with her blog, her original blog. That's just uh, it's like a blog spot where she was doing 
she was like answering questions like an advice but I, i'm like she didn't have a following back then so i really think she just like made up the questions and then answered them I don't know. She well, she probably did and probably still does sometimes. I mean, I really think that she's I don't believe I I look, she's fudging the numbers, okay? I don't know. I'm not going to say every single thing that she says is a lie. But I'm not going to say every single thing she says is the truth either. No. I just I feel like when you're like on social media like that, like you kind of have to you have to have content all the time. Totally. And I, you know, she's, sometimes it's a bit of a stretch. That's it. Yeah. I just don't really understand the timeline of any of this. Um, and I, would, I, and I tried to like, I mean, I don't know where I would even look, but I'm like, who is her ex-husband? Like, I was just curious to like, see what he, what he, who he is. Like if, if she was the primary breadwinner, like, what does he do for a living? Like, who is he? Is he still live in the Bay area? Like, do they have joint custody of the kid? Like I'm, I'm obviously really nosy and it's none of my business, but I was like, no, I just... it is your business because she's a public, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Gawker were still around, they would oh be like, God. well, anything about any public figure is everybody's business or if is anyone that listens to this, like a private detective and you could like do some pro bono work for us. <laughs> I just want to know who the male, who like Mr. Gunter is. And well, I guess that's, no, that's her maiden name. So I don't, his, cause her dad was like Edward Gunter or something. Well, so, she's definitely not the type. She probably never has taken a man's last no, name, but course, if no. she ever did, I, she definitely wouldn't be using it now. Right. Uh, so who is this guy? I just want to know. And I want to hear his side of the story because there's two sides to every story. I guess I could try to get in touch with her kids and then try to figure out who. I feel like, yeah, getting to the kids is the way to do <laughs> it's it. Really, I'm just implicating myself. No, those kids are like. They're well, nice. you're in the Bay Area all the time, Ryan. I mean, like, but, I honestly am kind of mad at you because you've had more than one. You've had many opportunities. Yeah. To so what am I going to do? Drive over home. the San Rafael Bridge? And yes. I could. It's like. You could. Easily. It would, if there's no traffic, it would literally take. 15 minutes to get from my mom's house to her house probably i should do it you really really should go i don't know where i would stake her out like go to that i guess like whatever the bookstore in i don't know if she lives in mill valley or san rafael but like whatever whatever the independent bookstore is that like always has her like book readings i'm sure she's there all the time um and i don't want anyone to dox her but you know, if you slide into our DMs with it's not an doxing, it's just like personal and personal exactly. doxing, private doc, a PD, a private doc, just like we want to know about it. Yeah. All right. Next time I'm up there, I'm gonna. Oh, because you know what? My mom always talks about wanting to go see. There's like an old movie theater in Marin, so I can use that as an check excuse. Out the old movie theater. Oh, check out the old movie theater and then take a little detour and ask ask around to the locals to see yeah is there some some crazy curly haired masked like, gynecologist that i mean that's probably like everybody everyone, there. Like, <laughs> the entire population of that of that place oh um but that's the thing about the bay area like the east bay people we stay in the east bay the north bay people stay in the north bay the south bay people like i mean i'm never going to go to palo alto to go to where gwyneth and brad went that's like 
that's like way too far. We're all very provincial up there. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. What else what? is new? I don't know. Um, did you read the um, the receipt that we didn't get to last week? Oh fuck, I didn't. Did you? Yeah, I mean, it's not that exciting. It's um, she was a she's a flight attendant. Yeah. Um, the thing because she okay, so she makes sixty thousand a year, um, which is like a you know pretty good living. Mm. Um, she lives in Queens. The thing that really stressed me out was how much do you have in savings, and she only has two thousand dollars in savings, and I'm like how are you as like, I mean, not to like money shame anyone, but like if you're making 60,000 a year and you have like no kids and you're living in, I think her apartment is like, let's see. Uh, I don't think it says, but it's, I'm sure it's not that expensive. Like shouldn't she have more than $2,000 in savings? I don't know. $60,000 a year is not that much money. To me, it seems like a fortune. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's like you can live on it, but it's like it's definitely like middle class. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's like rich, but um, if you're yeah, I guess if you don't, if you live by yourself, you're paying your entire rent and her expenses. I mean, she also is like jet setting. So like she she's in France a lot. Um, It's just I think it's like I think it's hard. I can see it being hard to like start saving money if you're. I think I can, I see it. I don't think yeah. that's like crazy. I just, it is, it is scary that like, cause she's 40, it's an entire generation. And not that I have a ton of save, savings, but like, it's scary that this whole generation, we're going to like get to retirement age and like literally have no money and either have like a mass generational suicide or <laughs> a robust welfare state where we get like free senior housing. Well, um, Yeah. And I think one is more likely than the other. Uh, but yeah, her, so her diary, I mean, her eating habits are very like, she went to, she went to 10 grocery stores in a week. She's, I mean, she's, you know, in the air a lot. So she's not cooking very much. She's going into Manhattan for food. And then when she's like abroad for work, she's like in France eating like a baguette and stuff. Okay. Um, she gets propositioned at a grocery store, which is sort of funny. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not that exciting. Like it's, she's very, just what you'd expect eating wise. Okay. Um, fun. Yeah. It did make me, I mean, I think I would actually hate being a flight attendant cause it's like the hours are so irregular, but it does seem pretty cool to like get to travel all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I've always had like a fantasy of being a flight attendant, but I don't think I'd be very good at it. Cause I'm, I hate everybody and I just, I hate flying and yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of flying and I, um, get like really like fucked up if my like sleep schedule changes like if I like when I like travel from place to place like when I go into different time zones I'm always like what like I always like I need a day or two oh totally so I, I just don't think it would work out I would have constant jet lag yeah uh these pictures though from her trips to like Italy and France look so good yeah they look really good 
Interesting. It's so interesting to me when people with like regular jobs want to do their seat. Like, I guess I'm just a snob, but I just figure the only people who would even like want to do it are people who are want to be like famous on social media. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I was looking, I like looked up the one of like the editors of Bon Appetit to even because uh, there's not like a link on the website that says like, oh, pitch it here. So I'm like, where do people figure out who's doing it and like how to of course pitch I want to do one I know I sort of was thinking of but I'm I think the a person like me is like a dime a dozen on the rec- you know what I mean it's like low income really expensive taste like super financially irresponsible like I don't think I would like stand out very much if yeah. I was pitching them um and then if I if I I guess I could lead with like I have a podcast about goop but then it would be like pretty easy to figure out who I was yeah there's only but one. There's, yeah, all, all of our all of our competition. Well, we had uh, one competition that was like we hated them and then they left. They they did about 12 episodes. <laughs> um, oh, we do have a couple. I mean, there's a couple other ones that are sort of goop adjacent, but not not as encyclopedic as we are. No, we're yeah. This is where you come for the, the truth. Um, but I would be even too right scared now. to like look up how much money I made last year. I guess I know because I had to do my tax taxes. Return. I know, but it's like too depressing to even think about. I mean, I'm, I know what's going on, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm proud of myself because I actually do have more savings than this flight attendant. So. Well, I'll that's good. Pat myself on the back. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back for that one. Uh, And she is just so into it. I, I'm such a like anti Trader Joe's snob now. Just I want a yeah. complete 180 from how I used to be. But like every time anyone mentions Trader Joe's, or I still like subscribe to the Trader Joe's subreddit where people are like, these scallion pancakes are nom nom nom. Yeah, but they're not. They're not, they're not. nom nom nom. And I'm they're like, never that good. This no. stuff. And the it, only good things they have there are like really good like cookies and chips and stuff like that. And I do like those like frozen goat cheese onion tart things that they've had forever. Yeah, yeah. But most of it is just junk food. Like if you if these same people were like when they went to the grocery store, just went straight to the frozen food aisle and just grabbed whatever shit like TJ Friday mozzarella sticks or whatever. Totally. And then went to the candy aisle and just loaded up on like candy and chips. And then got like some weird soda and took it home. And they were like, oh my God, like, look at all this great food I got. You'd be like, you are insane. That is not, you can't eat that. But at Trader Joe's, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they just wrapped up like a DiGiorno pizza and Trader Joe's drag. And they were like Trader Giotto's <laughs> self Yeah, people would freak out and say, this is the greatest pizza of all time. Yeah, they would. Um, Or yeah, like you said, like the TGI Fridays or like. Any like frozen lasagna, any of that stuff in the fr- like uh, um, Swenson's dinner or whatever, hungry yeah. man dinner, it all it all tastes the same. And it's like you're gonna. Well, the thing that bugged me about the scallion pancakes thing was because I was like, if you go to any sort of Asian grocery store, there's like a million different frozen scallion pancakes that are gonna be cheaper and better, or it's probably exact, literally exactly the same as what yeah. is at Trader Joe's, but they were like. Oh, they haven't been in stock for months. I like I'm going through scallion pancake withdrawals. Uh, and it's like go to a fucking like Ranch 99 or H Mart, you stupid pieces of shit. Also, well, they're they're 
frozen mac and cheese is really good. It is really good. I'm not a big mac and cheese eater, but it's shockingly good. The frozen mac and cheese. And I have to say they're like orange chicken. Their frozen orange chicken is really good It's a classic. Yeah. Their frozen orange chicken has always been good. Um, yeah, I mean, they have good stuff like that, but how often, I mean, are those going to be grocery staples for you? They shouldn't be. And they were for me. And that's why I almost died of you did high almost- cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, Let's see. Any other stuff on I don't the know. Docket? I'm like, I don't have that much to say, but I'm just dreading getting to the list because I hate this week's was so boring. It was as bad this week as it's been since like the holidays. But I'll say this. We've had like a solid month of just never ending goop drama, the lawsuit, the, the Will Cole thing. Wait, what was the thing last week? uh oh, oh there was that lauren oiler thing oh the, yeah the, one, the yeah. cruise then there was some other thing oh there was the medical medium which was huge of course which so i guess we're that i completely forgot that even happened <laughs> That's also... i guess we should keep listening to that yeah. crazy podcast even though it's even listening to one episode of that it's podcast like stressed me out so much let me just look up the old medical medium and see what he's up to is he still I'm sure he's still defending himself. He's got a brain builder, mm. a brain builder smoothie. Great. Cucumber, celery juice, apples, wild blueberries. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, whatever yeah. happened to your um, multiple sclerosis carnivore doctor, lesbian lady? What? The woman that you got me onto that was like, she's like a lesbian doctor. Oh, that who, really, who was like really disgusting, like only ate like liver yeah. all the time. And, and she like, said she cured herself of multiple sclerosis by only eating organ meat. Um, I don't know. Is she, I mean, I don't think I unfollowed her. So like, maybe she, she, maybe she, it came back and she's, I don't know. Um, let's, I don't know. What was her name? Like Dr. Terry, Terry Wall. Okay. T-E-R-R-Y or T-E-R-I? T-E-R-R-Y, I think. Terry. Wall. I don't know. Uh, oh, she looks better than ever. Okay. Well, I guess it's working. Oh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she has a good, um, like, Filter? headshot. Okay. But when you get down into the nitty gritty of it, she looks exactly the same. Well, I mean, she's she's surviving. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I guess if it was the choice between like walking and not walking, I guess I would just eat raw liver too. Uh, I guess we wow. should just what a what a life. Let's just move on to the newsletter because I guess there's nothing. Yeah, else. sorry. Now I'm just uh, Terry. I I completely <laughs> forgot about her. Oh, I I think I unfollowed her. Oh, you did. Yeah, I think it was just too much of like this disgusting stuff. It's a lot. Because it would just be the, I mean, I would just open Instagram and there would just be like the most horrific, like picture, like out of focus picture of some like blurry liver. And she'd be like, supper tonight. And yeah. I just, I couldn't take it. But then I completely, I forgot about her. So thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. Um. All right. Well, 
Dun, da, da, da. Newsletter time. Okay, sorry. This is be so boring. My best is the picnic. I don't know. That's I, your best? The yeah, what, I'm sorry. What should my best have been? <laughs> I don't like, know. I like nothing else. I didn't open anything else and think, oh, that looks nice. At least these drinks. I'm like, oh, a pink lemonade with muddled cherries. That's so pleasant. I, I like it. Whatever. Fine. My best. I don't care. Yeah. So this is obviously an old Caitlin article from last year published is it? August 25th to 2022. Oh, sorry. I should have read that. No, I mean, I, I mean, there's a year old. It's a year old. I hope that Caitlin is out on the picket lines striking with the WGA because she deserves residuals more than anyone because they're she, fucking. Yeah, they have been putting her stuff in the newsletter for a year. Yeah. Um. So. This actually, one of the things was the thing I would try was, is the ultimate veg Sando from this list. Um, I am a California veggie sandwich connoisseur. Uh, I will, the Ira glass from wax paper is my absolute favorite because it's like, it's like grated cheddar cheese with avocado on Bub and grandma's multi-grain with like literally like four inches of alfalfa sprouts it's so fucking good mm-hmm. um i also tried last week so i had to go back to that thai grocery store so i went to friends and family which was next door again um, what oh because you, know, like, you went to sorry i was thinking of the one you went to in eagle rock okay oh no the other the thai one is yeah. um in east hollywood and there's like this uh you know little fancy cafe restaurant called friends and family next door and they yeah, do yeah i used to live like two blocks from there i know i wasn't explaining it to you oh, okay, i was explaining okay, sorry, it sorry, to sorry. our listeners okay okay sorry. <laughs> um and they have it's i think it's just called the hippie sandwich and you can add bacon to it it's so good um i don't they think do, they had that when i they i think that's new i think it's new because i don't i don't remember it being on the menu when i'd been there previously either um but they do feta instead of cheddar and the thing they do like mung bean sprouts instead of alfalfa, which is sort of weird. I think it's like a nod to like the Thai neighborhood that they're in, maybe. Maybe. Um, and the bread. So friends and family, they don't do bub and grandmas. They don't oh, do tartine yeah. because they make their own bread there. Their bakery. Um, and they do the bread is like it's almost like so bad it's good. It's like it's literally it's like untoasted, dense, almost like almost has like um the 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 consistency of like a really dense rye but it's like multi-grain and it's just like floppy and if it was on any other sandwich besides this you'd be like oh i need to send this back because it's so disgusting but like for Mm -hmm. this california hippie sandwich it's just perfect i think that's the one they give you with like i think that's just their bread there it well they have a bunch of different types but maybe they put this bread on other sandwiches as well i don't know um i've never really had a sandwich there i guess except for they have like a ham butter like french oh yeah. baguette that i've had there that's so good um and then but so this this caitlin one you do uh so that you make a whipped feta so you do feta cheese and then you mix it with greek yogurt and then she says to toast the bread which i do i mean i think traditionally in hippie days you probably didn't toast the bread but for our purposes you should i think if it's for like a picnic it makes sense to toast it because you don't want it to get too soggy but i don't know how much that's going to help you yeah um and then you do avocado cucumbers and then oh and the other thing that makes this unique is uh sauerkraut which is i think that is unique it's not traditional but it sounds like it would taste good for a hippie sandwich 
And then she recommends sunflower sprouts, which I don't even know if I've had those. You know who does a good hippie sandwich? That place, um, okay, sorry. This is, see, you did a good job where you were like, this is in this location. And I was like, don't tell me where offended. it is. And then you were like, people are listening to this. And now I'm going to say something that no one is going to know, including me. But you know that coffee shop that's by UCB? It's like on on Franklin. It's like on the same side of the street, and but it's it's a little ways like east. Like if you're going up um, past where all like the main stores are and on the other side of Gelson's. I know what you're talking about. I've never been in that deli, but I know what you're talking about. They're, they actually, I've been there a couple of times and I've gotten that sandwich and it's actually, it's pretty good. It's good. like a good, like veggie hippie sandwich. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, I really want to try in Canoga Park. There's like the original, it's called Follow Your Heart. Like um oh the, like the vegan cheese yeah hmm. um I think it's called follow your heart but it's it been, it's been there since the seventies and it it was I think some people say it might have like originated I don't know if that's apocryphal but like they I think they might claim to have originated the California hippie sandwich oh my my um so and I definitely want to park yeah I want to take a trip there the the food is supposed to be absolutely terrible <laughs> like it's like literally no seasonings like it's like old like old school we have not changed these recipes since 1970 which sounds Good. wonderful right up your alley um yes okay so my best and i know that you don't listen to the podcast and again this is a this is grading on a really steep curve for best um Oof. this week but gwyneth's conversation with this guy named peter atia who was a doctor so he was a surgical oncology fellow and then he became a mckinsey consultant just like our lovely secretary of transportation okay and so gwyneth i swear to god nothing perks her up more than if you work at like a like a horrible capitalist think tank yeah so she was like so then so he he was a mckinsey consultant and then he went back to being a doctor but when he says doctor he really means like social media author person yeah um so his new book is called outlive and apparently it's a number one new york times bestseller and it's about uh longevity like living a long time sorry i need to define that for everyone <laughs> um but he actually had so he's like a total douchebag a total psycho he I would love to know more about his personal story because he said he was like in residential therapy, which is a euphemism for like, sorry, am I going to cancel it? It's a revenue. It's a euphemism for like a, an insane asylum. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. says he was, Sorry, I, I want to go to one. Of I would those. love to. Oh my God. But he was in that twice in the past few years and he didn't go into details about why he said he was, he said it was practically involuntary which I don't really know what that means. Oh, wish... so he was committed. He was, yeah, twice. I thought you meant he was in, like, he worked there. No, 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 He's no, no. He's a doctor. He, was... he is a doctor, but yeah. But he, he, was... Was, he was in an insane asylum. He was in an insane <laughs> asylum twice in the past five years. Wow. <laughs> and um, he didn't go into details. Maybe in his book, he'll go into details about why. I sort of, I do want to read this book actually. But he had like, despite- Yeah, I always want to read the a memoir of someone who's like been institutionalized. Those are, those are always good. Yeah. Um, And he talks about, okay, he talks about a few things to help you live longer. And I'm, you know, obviously obsessed with 
not dying. Yeah. One of these things, it's a proactive cancer screening, which obviously is not covered by insurance, but it's called Prenuvo. And he does it every year. And Gwyneth said she just did it for the first time. But and isn't it like, like $11,000? Yes. It's, um, it's like a full body MRI, which basically just like detects if there's any whiff of cancer in your body. But does it do cancer? Or is it just like inflammation or something? It's, it says cancer and disease screening. So yeah, I think it's like, it's like inflammation. It's everything. And like, you get to like, look like you get to look at pictures basically of the inside of your body. Like as if you were like a cadaver on a slab, you get to look at it. And okay. Gwena said it was really helpful. Um, so if I had $11,000 to spare, you know, I'd be driving. Oh, and there's oh, only- Oh, it's few- 20, it's 2,500. Oh, 2,500? Yeah. Oh. I mean, my uh, tooth is going to cost me 1,800. So maybe I'll just yeah. go without my tooth. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Um, but that sounds fun. Okay. Then he talks about strength training and I'm like, oh my God, I need to like, I like get a fair amount of exercise, but I don't do any strength training and I really yeah. probably should. Um, his favorite thing to do is called rucking and it's basically it's walking just walking with a backpack with a weighted backpack. Yes. That yeah. is what it is. And it sounds really hard and good for you. Melissa Hartwig is a huge rucker. Oh, really? Yeah. And I mean, I'm a born rucker, so you I are should, a rucker. I'm a rucker. This is my my ancestors, I guess, invented this. Yeah, they invented it. They must have been so fit. Uh, no, you know what? Actually, I I don't know if this is true. I looked up what rucker meant, and someone online said it meant harpsichord maker. I don't know if that's hey, true. that's nice. Yeah, but I was a my ancestors were like German harpsichord makers. Really? I have no idea. Mine means descendant of Hugh. Oh, good old Grandpa Hugh. All right. Uh, oh, and the uh, the other tip that he and I'm going to actually put this into practice because I have been so I for the past several months I've been taking um it's called Irwin Naturals. It's a supplement called Power to Sleep, and it has been really helpful in helping me get to sleep every night in sort of a non you know a, a non prescription non narcotic way. Um, but and it has a lot of stuff in it, but it does have melatonin in it. And I've just lately, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about like, you probably shouldn't be taking melatonin like regularly. Um, okay. So this Peter Attila guy says to not do any mel- melatonin and his supplements that he does for sleep is obviously magnesium, but then also glycine and ashwagandha. So I might just like do my own concoction of magnesium glycine and ashwagandha and forego the um melatonin uh let's see everything anything else yep and then my other note was he was in residential therapy in 2017 and 2020 almost against his will that was his direct quote (laughs) well fuck i now i i'm i'm not gonna be able to stop thinking about this full body cancer scan that's gonna be the thing i'm I lay awake at night thinking that I have cancer. I let's not talk about it, but I'm constantly afraid. Of I it. mean, so let's say you do it once a year. Twenty five hundred dollars a year is expensive, but like, isn't that worth your peace of mind? It is. I mean, 
it is t- it is really expensive and it's like it almost will feel like disappointing if they're like oh you're good and i'm like well i just wasted 2500 dollars well no like i better have cancer if i'm spending that much money well also like i don't think my doctors would do anything if i was like hey i got this scan and it said this was cancer they'd be like go fuck yourself <laughs> no i think they would believe I it i don't think they they wouldn't be like oh you took a pre a prenuvo no They'd be like, that's bullshit. Um, and then you uh, then you'd have to go to like one of these concierge doctor's offices and spend even more money. Then I'd have to go to the medical medium. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that poor lady. I know. If only she did a prenuvo. Honestly, I don't even I can't even think about it. I feel like she would have they told her to take there's some like low radiation thing that they do. Yeah, I mean, that's what, because like a CT scan is like high radiation, so you don't want to like do them very often. But apparently this pre-nuvo is either low or no radiation. Um, the Which I guy, think this is kind of bullshit. He says that like, it like shakes up the cells and that's why you feel hot after doing it. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It, it shakes no your sense. cells. I, whatever, I don't, I, whatever. Uh, I did just have a CT scan though. Oh, and you're all on good. my head. Well, that's the most important part. And uh, she's doing all right. That's good. Yeah. My scalp has been hurting for the past few days. And I think it's either a slight sunburn or a brain tumor. Yeah, probably or both. Or both. Um, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Like it's getting it's coming to you from all angles. Mm-hmm. Look, death is inevitable. Yeah, that's embrace it. That's all I can say. Um, sorry thanks for listening to our podcast but that is that's all i can say if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, has anyone that's listening to this gotten a pre-nouveau? Is it worth it? Did it save your life? Do you feel conned by taking it? Let us know. All right. Gwyneth, sure. I mean, she's never met like a alternative therapy that she doesn't like. She loves them but all. But 25,000 or 2,500 for is nothing. For It's pocket change. I mean, if I, if I was like rich and it wasn't a big deal for me to spend $2,500, then I would just get one. Of course. But it is. Why is it? It's just a fucking machine that they put you in. Why is it so expensive? Jesus Christ. I mean, this stuff is all expensive. I know. We just need Prenuvo for all. Yeah. That's going to be, maybe that'll be part of Marianne's. Marianne. <laughs> Do you th- I don't you- feel like she's making as big of a splash this no. time and I don't like it. It's like she had like a big splash for a couple weeks and then I feel like. I know she, her daughter's having a baby. And so I know she's in England right now, like being a grandma. And I think that's really sweet, but it's also like you're running for president or you say you're running for president. So like, come on. Like, well, she's got other stuff. She's got a lot of irons in the fire. Cause like I've heard, I'm hearing more about Robert Kennedy Jr. than Marianne lately, at least online. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually, I think Robert Kennedy Jr. is like what everyone says Marianne is. Oh, totally. Totally. Absolutely. But he's a man and he's a Kennedy. So, well, I guess no one really takes him seriously either, but like, um, did you watch the Trump town hall at all? No, I didn't. I don't, I don't even, honestly, I stopped getting cable, any sort of cable or whatever. So I couldn't, if I even wanted to. Yeah. I also, that was the reason that I didn't, I probably would have turned it on, but we got rid of our like cable thing so yeah. we couldn't and i really feel absolutely great about it i don't i want it back but i don't make the i'm living it's brian's world You're a trad wife. in it yeah so like brian really kind of because i if it were just me i would have nothing i mean i really wouldn't have any of it um i never had it before brian like i had i think i had i had netflix be, mm. but i never like paid for hulu and i don't even know how i had the netflix and whatever but 
um, you know, Brian, we had everything. We had like Disney Plus, oh, I have Hulu, Paramount, Peacock. We had everything. And Brian was like, I'm spending too much money on this because he, he, he spent, he does it. Like I don't pay for it, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wife. And so he was like, I don't want to pay for all this anymore. And I was like, whatever, got rid of it. So now we just have HBO. We have, we kept Netflix, which is the worst one, but yeah. and I buy the, I buy the it. cheapest run. If it's at, the like the worst um, picture quality, the most ads, whatever the cheapest is, I'll get it. We have that. We have HBO Max. Yeah. And the one that I do pay for is Criterion. And then um, we have, you know, Amazon Prime, whatever. Because mm-hmm. we have Amazon. And uh, yeah, yeah, I have all of them. And I have fucking AMC Plus. I have Paramount Plus. I have, we have World of Wonder. So we can watch random foreign editions of Drag Race. I have Criterion. I even got Mubi back because there was a deal where you get like four months for $4. Um, but I had like sling, which was, you know, the digital cable alternative. That's how that's what we had. Yeah. And it was like, it's not super expensive. It's like 50 bucks a month. And it's like, I barely ever used it. So I was like, oh, this actually cuts down the expenses almost in half and yeah. I don't miss it at all. Yeah. We got rid of that. I think we got rid of Hulu. We definitely got rid of Disney plus. Oh, um, we still have that. John's such a big um, Star Wars person that we need to always have Disney Plus. I know if there's a star, if there's a new Star Wars show, I'm sure Brian will get it again, but we don't have it right now. But they're, um, I never they're, watched it. They're bundling Hulu and sorry, like this is so boring. Hulu and ESPN and uh, Disney Plus together soon anyway. Well, I guess the thinking was that we're because the only thing we ever watched, sorry to admit, but the only thing we ever really watched on TV was CNN. Um, and they're going to be doing CNN and HBO. Oh, it's all going to be max. max and CNN will I, be part of that. Yeah. But I don't know if you're going to be able to just like stream CNN on it. I'm sure eventually you will be. Cause like literally everyone who has cable is going to die soon. So right. anyway, um, but my, like, uh, I was trying to get my mom to at least like switch to sling or something because it's like she pays like it's like $350 a month or something insane. seriously no I know it's not that much but um but she don't like it so she went back to the old stuff the whatever Comcast yeah whatever. I mean whenever I go to my parents house I like can't figure out how to use their tv but they have I think they have just regular cable yeah. too um you know you do what you like you like what you do well you they, you know you get used to things being the way they are and you oh, I'm sure I can't imagine the technology that I'm gonna reject when i'm i mean i already can't use yeah. anything it's gonna be even uh, worse all right so what was your worst my worst was i mean another one nothing was that bad or that good but there's like a goop kitchen mother's day special which is free delivery for mother's day i thought that was kind of like i just thought i mean maybe this should have been my saddest but like I just think like a free Mother's Day goop kitchen delivery is like the most tragic Mother's Day you could ever have. It's like, oh, happy Mother's Day. Here's your fucking gluten-free pizza and like like, lettuce wraps. I think it's just because I'm so, I feel so betrayed by goop kitchen for how downhill it's gone that anything about it just makes me depressed now. I can't believe what happened to goop kitchen. It's like, it It was so good. I can't it's, believe it. It's really. It's Do you think tra- they fired that fancy chef or something? No, she's still. Um, as far as I know, because she she was still doing like a like a demonstration in the goop in the goop 
kitchen kitchen the goop hq kitchen um i'm sure she you know she's not obviously in there in the like north hollywood ghost chicken like making the fucking chinese chicken salad so she's like a consultant basically i think that's what happens to all these places you got a nice chef in they make good recipes and then the the quality just slowly goes downhill like when like um i don't know when like california pizza kitchen first opened i'm sure it was like amazing and like it was probably like the most revelatory pizza you've ever had in your life california pizza kitchen is better than goop kitchen now california pizza kitchen is like all of those places it's like what donald trump has always said like all fast food like that the quality control is great like i don't know how they do it but it tastes the same every single time you go yeah um it's not like you know i don't think that the quality has gone down i think it stayed the same i feel like it's just like the same shit it's like taco bell or whatever like it's good like it hits the spot but it's like it's fast food for sure i feel like goop kitchen because they're like better than fast food they don't have that quality control yeah they're just like oh let's go to the farmer's market and see what's in season and then throw something together (laughs) i don't know it just doesn't feel like something just went weird like it's like the the vegetables aren't just like they're not cut right anymore like mm-hmm. i'm so sick of those fucking beets and they used to be good and now they're just disgusting well i i mean and i i think their problem is by partnering with these ghost kitchens so it's like one kitchen staff who has to make food from like 20 restaurants or whatever yeah so it's like you just can't i mean if you're let's say you're a chef at like a fine dining restaurant you're probably making like 10 to 15 recipes at most on a nightly basis. Yeah. These people are having to make like hundreds of different things. So of course they're not going to like, yeah, the cauliflower for goop kitchen is cut different than the cauliflower from like, you know, New York city pizza and gyro or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like, it's too much to ask of people to be like, can you be the chef of like 10 different restaurants? It's crazy. It's it must be such a hard job. Yeah, no one can do that. My microphone, I don't know how long my microphone's been like that, but it was fully pointed at the ground. Oh, <laughs> oh well, we'll see uh, what happens. I'll try to fix it in post. Um, okay. the, but yeah, like if Goop Kitchen was really serious, they would hire their own staff and do like, at least do like some like a sweet green type of thing where it's like- At least that. Something. Get out of the ghost kitchens, get a brick and mortar- just like have it be like a lemonade. Yeah. Just fucking or just like buy lemonade and change them to goop kitchens because you already have different storefronts. They're in like nice areas in LA. And you could just And everyone hates lemonade. And everyone hates lemonade. Because lemonade, I think this was probably before my time in LA, but apparently at some point lemonade was supposed to be like good. Yeah. When it first opened, everyone was excited about it. And I went a bunch of times and I was like, oh, this is and everybody loved it. And then slowly but surely, like the salads became increasingly disgusting. And it was one of those things where you're like, is this even really good? And now it's like gross. Uh, Yeah. By the time I got here, it was already slop. It's just vats of slop. And it's like 20 bucks for a plate of it. And Goop Kitchen is honestly going in that direction. And Sweetgreen too. Like not to to put Sweetgreen off off the hook. Because the last couple of times I went to Sweetgreen, it was not very tasty and the portions are so small. Like I do not really? understand how you can have a sweet green salad and call that a meal. It's I'm so hungry afterwards. Oh, really? I see. I'm still pro sweet green. I have a, 
I probably haven't been since like the pandemic, but like the they last have couple- this mm-hmm. new one where it's like the hummus crunch salad. Okay. And it's like chickpeas hummus. And then it's like almost like a Greek salad base. And you have it with the pit pesto vinaigrette and those breadcrumbs. That sounds good. It was so good. I just. Um, I'm just too much of a big growing boy to. I get it. Have, I get it. Well, satisfied. you used to like that fish one. Oh yeah, I mean they all taste good. The fish one uh, in the summer they would have like a peach and burrata one. That one was so good. Uh, and then even like the traditional like kale Caesar or whatever, it's all tasty. I just like because they always are like, "Do you want bread?" And I'm like, "Yes!" Like I need bread. Yeah. I need like triple dressing. <laughs> like, <in order. laughs> and then I just go to Arby's across the street anyway afterwards. And oh get my fries. god. I, I love Arby's. I mean, it's great. And it's like, it's such a great location of just like being on Sunset Boulevard. Like no matter, like if you're driving through Hollywood, you basically are going to have to pass Arby's no matter where you go. You can't and, like, miss it. and it's like a drive through. It's like, cause there's no other, like in the heart of Hollywood, there's not like any other like drive through place. So it's like, you're basically just like forced to go to Arby's yeah constantly if you live in LA you have to go to Arby's all the time it does feel very LA to me even though I don't think it is but it feels like an LA thing I definitely think it's like at least a west coast thing because when in New York like I don't think they really had Arby's yeah I don't know if it's LA but like it's definitely like a west coast chain yeah or maybe midwest I have no idea yeah it might just be a west coast thing I don't I don't know um now oh I have to God. look it Those up. Those fries are so fucking good. Anyway. It was founded in Ohio. Okay. Well. Uh, all right. My worst was I knew that this was going to happen at some point, but Gwyneth's little essays at the beginning of every oh my Thursday God. newsletter are the- getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and soon they will be gone, I'm sure. And also, it was like the most like... um corporate yeah like she did not write this there's no way that she wrote this it was really bad so oh my god so it's just one paragraph i just wrapped another off-site with my executive team like i'm sorry i'm so stupid what does that mean it doesn't mean it's just some bullshit like fucking like hr thing it just means i think it just means they like did something not in their office not in their office that's what i figured but i'm like god you're so stupid and i cannot wait to share with you what we have coming down the pipeline in an attempt to make it a little easier to keep up we've also started sharing our most significant launches and news via text if you're a big texter like me, that made me laugh. I'm like, oh yeah, just I'm a huge texter. Yeah, I love to text. You can sign up here. Of course, I of course. was probably the first person to fucking sign up as soon as I got that. I was so excited. Yeah, me too. Um, but they fucked up. They like literally. So they have like um. So you you give them your phone number and then they text you, and they don't even like it's just from a random number. It seems like spam. So I had to like physically change it to like goop in my. That's how it's always been. Remember when they used to have the one and it was like a Kelly, like there was another one that would text you. Oh yeah. That didn't, I don't, it was also some weird. And then they just stopped. And I'm sorry. Like if I was launching this text thing, I would at least at first do like a text a day or something. Like I, I haven't gotten like, there was like, we're launching this text service or whatever. And I haven't gotten aside from the text to com to confirm that I signed up. I haven't gotten anything from them. 
Well, did I got, you sign up like this morning? I signed up yesterday morning. Yesterday, whenever whenever the newsletter came out yesterday, I signed up. So maybe I mean, obviously, you don't want to annoy everyone and like constantly text people, but yes, you do. Yeah, I guess you do. I want to text us like, "Hey, it's me, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I forgot to sign up. I just did it, and I haven't gotten anything." Um, but yeah, if it's actually, I mean, it's not. If it was at least, if it was like AI in Gwyneth's voice, I would. Be that so, would be. I mean, come on, like they have the technology. Yeah. Just like make an AI Gwyneth Paltrow to be like my friend. That's all I fucking need. And it would just be I like make it free. If she was just like, oh my god, I just had the most amazing like hamachi crudo at this place in Palo Alto. You have to try it. And then just a link to like text. get a res- reservation there. See, yes, Brian. See, now you're thinking outside of the bun. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> this is what they need to fucking start doing. And this better be what they have been developing yeah. on their offsite and coming down the pipeline. And if hopefully they're like tracking you on your phone. So like you're if I'm in like Pacific Palisades and I'm just like walking by a place, I could get a text be like, "Oh my god, you're walking by the best gelato in LA." And then Oh my god, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, and it's just like Gwyneth like whispering in your ear all the time like what to do. But that's never going to happen. They're not smart enough to do that. I would pay like 10 bucks a month for for an app like that. Goop Plus? Oh my god. <gasps> Goop Plus. Where it's just a constant 24-hour concierge service provided by AI Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, my God. It's a million-dollar idea. I wish that I was smart and I could develop this for them. We need uh, to get up. Next time you're at your mom's house, I'm coming with you. And we're going to have to go and like do a pitch. Do some like a VR yeah. pitch or go whatever, DC. To... Um, not VR. Oh, my God. See, I'm already <laughs> fucking up. But everyone's so stupid up there. And like no one cares. You just have to be confident, like I'm Liz confident. Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll be like, listen to my. <laughs> Never mind. I, <laughs> I tried to use the AI chat, not the Chat GPT, but the Google one that just came out, Bard, to do my job. Um, oh, really? And it was like not great, but like not terrible. It was like I could I could work with this. When I first came out, I got really into it and I would like text with it and make it like say, I would always be like, are you a liar? Like, I would always try to like make it like tell me a lie or be like, what's something once I was like, what is something I can, what's a lie that I can tell to make people think, or give me 10 lies that I can tell to make people think that I'm interesting. Hmm. And one of them was like, I have met the president of the United States. That's a good one. (laughs) Um... Yeah, there were like a bunch of them were like, um, I'm friends with Hollywood celebrities. Like mm. it was just a bunch of like, I don't know. I used to always like ask it to like to give me to tell me something I could lie about. Um, That's really smart. But it was just kind of for fun. And then I would stop. And uh, then I got over it. I asked them to. Oh, I think I oh, I don't know. if I, I asked them to write a country song about socialism in the voice of Lainey Wilson, who's like this new country pop star. God, you are, you have country fever. And it was so good. I was like, oh, this is a great song. Really? Yeah. It was like, it was about like, just like being a collective society and like helping each other out. And it had a chorus about socialism. It was really cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I guess we know where you stand with the writer strike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I, 
I sent it to uh, the CEOs of all the big tech companies and I am the showrunner of six shows now. I know. <laughs> um, well, uh, AI, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all bullshit. It's a Brian tool. was explaining to me how AI is like crypto and it's all fake and not to even think about well, it. Cause it's, um, it is, someone was explaining to me too, that it's like, it's not actually AI in the it's sense not. that you think it is of like intelligence. It's just, it's like an algorithm that is basically collecting data from people. Exactly. So it's, yeah, to call it AI is actually not real. It's not it's like, not really AI. It's not really it's like, AI, yeah. Yeah. Which actually made me feel a little more comfort. Well, too. it made me feel kind of annoyed because I was like, oh, there's this AI technology and it's like just a scam. Yeah. Like it's not AI, but it is like if you're trying to like write something. Sorry, well, it is like it, it is helpful. Not really. Like the stuff that it writes is like shitty. Well, yeah, you obviously have to punch it up, but like if you're just looking Ryan, for ideas, this is literally what the writer strike is about. And you no, can't... but it's no. You should always have to have a human writer, but like human writers should be able to use AI as a tool to like brainstorm and to like get no, ideas. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, if you want to, you should be able to, yeah. but like. Human writers do not need that. Not need Human, it, but and they don't like, need pencils either. But they're a good. Yes, tool. they do. They you need a writing instrument to write. You don't need AI or like some weird like aggregator to like combine everything that's ever been written before and deliver it to you for you to punch up. Like if you're a writer, you can write it yourself. You don't need that. Well, you can't. No, nothing in the history, nothing that has ever been written in the history of the written word has been written using the stupid fucking program. So, like, why now do we need it? We don't need it. And it's not going to make anything better. It's like, it's these, um, just taking an, like an amalgamation of things that have been written before and punching it up is not the way to make something a new and good piece of art. People probably said that about a dictionary when they were first invented. I don't think that they did <laughs> because that's not what a dictionary is. It's helping you look up words. This is the same thing. No, it's not. It's not helping you look up words. It's delivering a product that's been made. It's right. It's like piecing together an idea. And like, I just think that people, I just kind of give writers more credit than that. Mm. Like, I don't think they, and the only information that it has is from people who've already written stuff. Mm. Well, I just checked and my socialism song is now number seven on the alternative country billboard charts. So. Okay. All right. Well, I love that you are crossing the picket line, the digital <laughs> picket line with your a song about socialism. I feel like that's very like of the moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, 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 I don't know. That. I, I think it's a, I, I mean, I agree with you that like, it's, I don't know, like it, there's pluses and minuses to it. I really think, I think it could be helpful. I just don't see, um, because what my understanding is that what like the studios want to do is have it be like, oh, we had AI write a script about whatever the fuck we have, and then we're going to hire some writer to come and do, like, a punch-up on it. Yeah, no, that's fucked up. And I feel like, first of all, that's copyright infringement because the information that they're getting isn't... It's not generating new information. It's yeah, yeah, just yeah. aggregating things that have already been written. So it's taking other people's ideas anyway. Yeah. Um, I no, think so, yeah, the is... writer should be hired first, and then the writer... 
does the AI. I don't think <laughs> anyone, I don't think, I feel like if the writer feels like they need AI to write an outline for a script, then I guess they should be allowed to use it. But I would think that that was like kind of lame. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I think you should be able to do it yourself. Yeah, but it's tempting to just be like, mm, what would, but what I would just, I think? feel like if you're only using AI, it's like, you're going to kind of, there are going to be like elements of human innovation that get lost and oh, it's sure. going to be like detrimental to like public life. Ultimately. Yeah. Cause it's all, it's all previously regurgitated language and ideas. So yeah, it's not, which will ultimately, I mean, eventually make it worse because it's not like actually growing it's just regurgitating regurgitating and be like a copy of a copy of a copy totally instead of people coming up with their own like insights or whatever and i feel like you already kind of have it like if it's just to like write an outline or something because everyone's like write an outline using whatever like the hero's journey well i think pretty much everybody who's a writer can already do that yeah and that's like really i mean the thing is like you need to have a real idea for something because AI is not going to have a good idea. It's just about, just like all, it's just like all, organizing your thoughts. Sometimes I think it might be helpful. It might be. I don't know. I've only played with it for like one day. I um, mean, I think it's fun. I think yeah. it's like a fun, silly thing, but I think to like actually try to use it when for writing a script or like for making art is just like so stupid. I just think it's like embarrassing. Like what is wrong with everybody? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, like that's the that's literally it's like the complete 180 opposite of what art is like something that's just like a machine generated copy of something that already exists like it's not it has nothing to do with like humanity at all but isn't that what people said about Andy Warhol's silk screens um I hate Andy Warhol first of all and <laughs> second of all he still like it was still like a person like intentionally doing something I know I'm just being an asshole <laughs> Um, all right. What was your craziest? Oh, I finally got my goop thing. My sad, it was my saddest. saddest. It was the orgasm. If you can't orgasm because you're on Wellbutrin or whatever. Oh yeah. That was rough. I just, I feel like there's something sad about, I mean, it's like obviously sad because it's two sad things. First of all, you're on antidepressants. And second of all, you, your libido is low. Like, of course it's going to be the saddest, Yeah, but it's not that sad as as these as goop goes it could be a lot worse well it was good good tips because it was like oh try to have sex you know bef right before you take your next dose when it's the lowest in your body I, I thought that one was dumb i think i just as a person who's on antidepressants i really feel like i don't think that one would work okay yeah i've never taken antidepressants oh i've never not taken antidepressants <laughs> i've been on antidepressants for like 20 years um, and I don't think they're working, but <laughs> I'm on them. Um, but I definitely think the libido thing is true. I thought the best advice that they had was, um, switching your antidepressant. Oh yeah. Which is like, kind of, if you have that, you just like tell your doctor and they'll be like, oh, let's find you a better yeah. one. There's so many different ones. There are so many different ones. Have you, have you like gone on a, no, you don't have to say this if you don't want to be like a different ones or you've stuck to the same one for. Oh no. I've been on like every single one ever in my life. Like I hear Wellbutrin's fun. It's like, I'm on Wellbutrin upper. now. Yeah. The ha it's called the happy, horny, skinny oh. pill. Oh God. Sign me up. 
I mean, I, so far, not so much skinny, but like the skinny thing is not happening, <laughs> but I don't know. Cause that one has like a little bit of a stimulant in it. Mm -hmm. It's got a little kick to it. Sure. Um, that one also like, so you can't take it at night. Um, oh, no. you have to take it in the morning cause it, you know, it also has a little kick to it. What? Jack in the box, iced coffee. That's right. Oh, oh you're spicy <laughs> today. Cause you had the Jack in the box. Yeah. I love fast food iced coffee with like just so much sugar in it's it so much sugar it's so insane I and i love how they never even ask like like a normal coffee shop will ask you like do you want it sweetened or not at fast food they, they know, know how shitty the quality of coffee is so they just it's just pure sugar and it's you don't have to feel guilty about it because you weren't even asked the question so you don't have it's just like oh decide. i just yeah. ordered a coffee and it just came like just, this yeah. what i thought i was gonna get you know an almond milk cordado at yeah. the fucking jack-in-the-box no bitch you knew what you're getting <laughs> I um, have been sort of making a version of that myself, which is really disgusting, but I've been making like an espresso and then two packets of sweet and low and then fill the rest up with almond milk in like a big like glass like this okay. and drinking it with a straw every morning. Sometimes I have it twice. Sweet and low. Out of all, Ryan is a sweet and low guy. John is too. He loves those little pink packets. We have boxes of them in our house. Yeah. So, and I'm usually, I never had my coffee sweetened at all. I've always been like a little bit of milk or a little bit of cream, and that's it. But now I'm like, well, rip one open and throw it in there. So mm. I have two packets, and it kind of, it's so sweet. It tastes like McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. but it's with almond milk. So okay, I feel good. better about almond it. Almond milk, locale almond milk and like the nice espresso and sweet and you milk. just had that uh cat scan so you know you don't have any tumors so you can just go well i don't have any brain milk. tumors <laughs> i don't know what else is going on i know there's I, everything's good above the neck mm -hmm. anything else you can just get amputated so yeah so i'm fine <laughs> you can be like um <laughs> did you watch um what's the vampire movie that just came out with timothy chalamet oh uh renfield no <laughs> bones and hall oh yeah no i heard that was good though we're cannibal not vampire sorry it, but um chloe Sevigny, spoiler alert uh plays someone without um any limbs <laughs> oh really is it it's good really, it's i thought it was pretty good yeah uh all right my craziest okay my craziest is sorry it's so crazy and i got fooled because i was like what is happening but apparently a two-year-old birthday instagram post from brad falchuk to gwyneth paltrow is like going viral on social media right now and it made my head explode so someone and i think this is like an industry plant or something i don't know i feel like this is big brad trying to like mm. get people to think that his marriage is not in trouble yeah. but this quote-unquote anonymous twitter user named at sour ho starter <laughs> Oh, I get the fun now. Saying oh, it out like loud. sour. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Um, so she shared this Brad Falchuk post that I thought was new, and I was like, "Wait a second, is it Gwyneth's birthday?" I was so confused. I was like, "I don't think Gwyneth's birthday is in Isn't May." It in September, it's in September. So I was like, "What is going on?" I was so confused, and then I, um, I finally figured out that this is from 2021. Uh. And okay, 
And it's this long, I don't do Did we even talk about this at the time? I feel like I don't remember it. Maybe we didn't talk about it. I don't know, but it's this extremely long post on Gwyneth's birthday from 2021. Today is Gwyneth's birthday. So I'm just going to say it. She's the greatest human being ever. She's not perfect. Her sense of humor can be a little on the dirty side. She can get very angry at other drivers. Isn't that cheery before her first cup of coffee considers dehydration to be a character flaw and improperly seasoned food hurts her feelings. Even with all these imperfections, her gifts elevator blue eyes that see the best in people she loves and a tireless drive to make sure they see it too. soft, hardworking hands that she uses to make the most delicious pancakes and make you feel at home with the slightest touch, extreme curiosity, I, blah, blah, blah. I cannot read this whole thing. Um, finally, I'll try to scroll to the end. Uh, she may notice that women are feeling funny about their bodies and how they are working and she will find brilliant people Oh my God, this thing is so fucking long. Um, I could go on and on. Really, today is Gwyneth's birthday. So today we notice her like she notices us every day. And we celebrate her because if anyone deserves to be celebrated, it's you, Gwyneth. Happy birthday. I hate it. I do too. I thought I was going crazy because everyone that made this post go viral was like, oh my God, get you a man that loves Gwyneth. The way that, the that starts off your birthday message with here's all the things about you that are imperfect and not great. And like, you're a bitch in the morning and you yell at everyone. Like why? It, and the whole like, thing let is me just, cut you down a little bit before I say exactly. nice things about you. And it's so performative. It's so like, I'm sorry. And I mean, maybe just, we don't have that type of relationship like John and I. So it's like, it just seems odd that like the, it's, I guess it's not the same as PDA. It's like, but it is sort of in the same vein as like public displays of like, I don't know, social media, weird coupledom stuff. Like, it's just so weird. It's just like, not. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just not, I don't know. We're and I think really you guys, you like guys are like anymore. this too. Like, it's like, I can't imagine like Brian, are you doing one of these posts? I mean, we just like absolutely both like, I mean, Brian doesn't even use social media except for his podcast. Yeah. And I really stopped using it too. I just, I feel like everything with social media got way, it just got really out of hand. Um, in the last few years, like it just, I think people just take it so seriously and, um, I'm just, I told Brian yesterday, like I'm over the internet. Like I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just sick of everybody's stupid fucking shit. I don't care about your dumb, like your recipes and your fucking struggles and your book recommendations and whatever else. Like I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everybody's opinions. Yeah, too many people. Too many fucking too many people opinions. talking at once, and I just I can't take it. Um, but I thought this whole post was like, it was like manic in a weird way. It was rambling. I mean, this guy's a professional writer, and it's like allegedly. there's run-on sentences. It's just like so weird to me. And then the fact that this was from so I looked, it's from 2021, and then since then he hasn't posted one thing on Instagram. <laughs> weird this, this is the last post from like a year and a half ago and so in 2022 on Gwyneth's birthday there was nothing mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know it, it just seemed odd to me that at a moment when everyone in the world i.e us are questioning the state of Brad and Gwyneth's marriage this thing yeah. sort of just randomly went viral it seems a little fishy to me yeah it seems a little fishy to me as well because there's it just seems weird it's something seems weird about it because like if yeah like if my partner wrote that about me i would be like 
are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Cause it seems like something is off. Like you're, you're like in a manic state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they have, I don't know. It's just, odd. it's just so weird. It, it's also, and I don't like to use this, this word is sort of like a little dumb, but like love bombing. Yeah. It seems a little love bombing to me. It's also like, yeah, I would not like it. I mean, I think Brian writes me like the sweetest, most romantic, like birthday cards and stuff. That's cute. But they're not like super long and crazy like that. They're just like very, he's a good writer. I think that's like part of it. Like Brad, I thought was supposed to be a good writer. Sorry, we're all better writers than Brad. Everyone's a better writer than you. But we're not getting paid. It's just because you sucked Ryan Murphy's dick once 20 years ago. Something happened. Wasn't he was like his personal trainer? Am I making that up? I I don't know. Either we're making this up collectively or it's true. One or the other. I'm not going to look it up. I'm getting to the bottom of it right fucking now. I think that he was Ryan Murphy's personal trainer and then all of a sudden became his writing and producing partner. I mean, did we fully invent? I'm getting to the bottom of this guy, okay? And his whole family. Because his sister's pretty weird too. There's stuff. Yes. I wish this was a Patreon one too. Mm-hmm. He was, oh, I there's a, his Wikipedia picture is from 2011. And I do think he was kind of more hot then. Yeah. Um, let's see. Was, ask AI, was Brad Falchuk. The AI, that's the thing. Oh, he's Jewish. Well, yeah, we knew that. I didn't know that. Falchuk? I don't know. It doesn't sound Jewish to mm-hmm. me. Now I like him. <laughs> He's a good boy. He's a mensch. Oh, wow. He got his master's in screenwriting from AFI. Mm, it's not a uh, USC or NYU. No, it's not. Um, <clears throat> his. He began his career in television writing as a writer for Mutant X Earth Final Conflict. These are both in t- 2001. Mm-hmm. He was hired to write on the first season of Nip Tuck in 2003. After a very special personal training session. <laughs> Wait, I think we completely made up this thing. I think thing we about... might have made it up. <laughs> I think that this is not true. He has a master's degree in screenwriting from AFI and he got and he worked on Nip Tuck. And while he was on Nip Tuck, he formed a close bond and partnership with the show's creator, Ryan Murphy. Falchuk and Murphy went on to write a television pilot titled Pretty Handsome about tra- a transgender gynecologist. Oh, can you imagine? FX- I can I can just see the whole thing. This Brad Falchuk, 20 years ago, right out of school, objectively attractive, straight guy, gets hired on Nip Tuck. And he's like, hey, Ryan, like, you want to write something together? And Ryan's like, okay, like, maybe I'll suck my dick. And then the rest is history. I mean, wait a second. Wait a minute. As Nip Tuck, so the pilot wasn't picked up for Pretty Handsome. And then as Nip Tuck neared its sixth season, Falchuk and Murphy began looking for their next project and decided to focus on a lighter subject. They teamed up with Ian Brennan, who had written a screenplay about show choirs to pitch a one-hour comedy about a glee club, blah, 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 blah. Did you know that Ian Brennan wrote that pilot? Ian Brennan? Ian Brennan wrote the pilot of Glee. He must be so rich. Yeah, they're all fucking rich. 
I didn't know. Did you know that? Uh, no, I, th- I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk that wrote the pilot. I didn't realize. You know who Ian Brennan is? Oh, mm. Ian Brennan is not who I thought he was. Never oh. mind. What did you think? Who did you think he was? I thought Ian Brennan was the stand-up comedian who was like Dave Chappelle's like partner on Chappelle's show. And then like, they had a huge falling out one. She- no, no, no. That's uh, I forget what his name Nick- is, but I- his name is also Brennan. I yeah. think. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's the breaking news with Ryan and I. I guess he, I guess he, I guess he was it. never a personal trainer. I guess <laughs> we just started saying, I think we just made that up. And we literally convinced ourselves that it was true. Yes. I've been, I've been telling everyone. That I've been telling people too. that too. I've been like, no, don't you know how we go start? Oh my God. Ooh, I, oh God. I hope we don't get. <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know what? It could be true. And that's all that matters. Um, so I don't know. I still, the jury's out on this fucking marriage as far as I'm concerned. Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan. There we go. Okay. Anyway. Maybe they made that mistake too. And they're like, oh, Neil Brennan wrote this cool pilot about a show choir. And then it's some dude named Ian Brennan. And they're like, who the fuck are you? I know. Well, whatever. I guess they, I guess it worked out. Um, it worked out they all have uh infrared saunas in their house and we don't (laughs) exactly i know um whatever they did it this one went to loyola university and he went to second city he went to steppenwolf he's a chicago guy anyway it could it could happen for you guys you chicago guys never give up he went to new york anyway anyway this is not about the careers of everyone who worked on glee i'm just you know talking about it because i'm reading uh, the wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> all right what would you try um i would try oh so this is a great this is something that like i can't afford that i would if i created glee the ven collagen intensive photo retinol renewal sheet it's like it's just sort of like a sheet sheet masks like you know those like I like those sheet masks you get on Amazon, like in bulk. Yeah. And you like put them up on your face, whatever. It looks like that, but has retinol in it. And it's like $95. And I think you just get one of them. But okay. I, I feel like I would try it. Like if I could. Sure. Because uh, I'm skeptical of the goop retinol stuff, but I think like a mask like that seems like it would really get in your skin. It just seems weird to me that Goop was so like anti-retinol for so long. And then all of a sudden they do a complete 180 and they're like, guess what, guys? All these retinols are clean. Well, because now they're doing clean retinol. But I still, again, I still want to know what clean retinol is. Because isn't retinol all just a vitamin A? I think something like that. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a chemical. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, But I don't trust any of it. I do have a bunch of those masks from like just like Korean, like Koreatown that are like $12 for like a million of them. Yeah, no, I love them. Um, I, I have a million them of often. them too, yeah. but, um, and I, I don't use them enough. I should use them more. I do use I, my snail serum every night now. I can overwork my skin. I can't do too much to it because I find when I'm using all my products and doing all my stuff, the way they're supposed, they say you do it. And I do it like every day, day and night. Um, my skin starts to get sort of like irritated. I'm just yeah, like yeah. putting too much on it. I really, I go through like long phases of just like kind of like washing my face and using a little moisturizer and then like doing some retinol like 
every other night or like a couple of nights a week and that's it. And then I'll get into like, okay, I'm going to do my big fucking thing with my vitamin C and my this and my whatever. And I get into it, but then I'll go too hard. My skin will start to get fucked up and then I have to pull back. This is like the vicious cycle that I'm in with skincare. Yeah. I do like, I try to do one day a week where I basically don't even touch my face. Yeah. And then you gotta um, let it breathe a little bit. But then I do one day a week where I go crazy and do the goop uh, microdermabrasion thing. Yeah, that's is, the, it's just that like I can't because I have so many. Yeah, I do it sometimes. It's my Wednesdays for anyone who's interested. Is my oh, I am interested. Because it's a night where I don't play tennis, so I like don't necessarily always take a shower at night on Wednesday. So I'm like, oh, I can just wash my face and not do it. Yeah. That's a little glimpse into my boudoir time. Okay. Uh, all right. I would try that veggie sandwich that we talked about um, from Caitlin's vintage recipes. Um, all right. What would you buy? And then I would buy, oh, there's the St. Jane hydrating petal cream, which is like, it has hyaluronic acid and vitamin C in it. Um, and I've been doing, you know, when I do my whole thing, I do the vitamin C serum, like in the morning, I just yeah. love the idea of putting it on with a lotion instead of a serum or like something mm-hmm. like that, you know, just like something nice and hydrating and like not really having to do a bunch of different steps. Cause it's all kind of in there, just putting it on and then yeah. putting on the screen in the mornings. So I would try it. I think it was like, it wasn't that expensive. It was like 65 bucks, maybe. All right. That's not bad. As these things go. Uh, yeah, my morning, I will, I'll do my Korean soulceuticals vitamin C serum followed by my French drugstore non-clean, uh, face lotion, which smells so fucking good. Mm, I love French drugstore. It's only like $25. What is it? It's, um, that, how do you pronounce it? Embroyas or whatever? Oh yeah. You know that one? It's like white tube with the blue yeah yeah and it smells it just smells so sophisticated i know it does it's the best uh, I'm gonna go shopping for french i'm not gonna okay whatever i gotta stop I'm getting... <laughs> so i would buy so you know how every month the beauty editors do their like picks for the month or whatever so it's jean megan and this new girl brianna who's like megan's new assistant which welcome brianna everyone welcome. say hi to brianna hi brianna um and so of course jean is like such a good writer that she not only sells the product that she's trying to sell, but she's like selling her whole like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about this, like um, it's called skin design, London, cherry gloss, peel, antioxidant cream. I don't know. It's $180. I really don't care about it, but she's her little copy. She says, uh, let's see. Um, we drink a lot of sour cherry juice in our house. It is beyond delicious. Some health enthusiasts drink it like a shot as it is sour, but mix it in with sparkling or flat water, and it's insanely good, full of antioxidants and purportedly anti-inflammatory. Sour cherry juice tastes like cherry pie, my favorite, without the sweetness, sort of like a cherry lemonade. And so I'm like, oh, I'm obsessed with sour cherry juice now, and I'm just going to buy it constantly and drink it, just like Jean and her family. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would buy, is when I'm at Whole Foods Sunday morning, Bright and early, 7 a.m., 7.30 usually. I'm going to go right to that juice aisle and get some sour cherry juice. Sounds good. And be like Jean. Oh, right. And I've also decided to never go to the grocery store. 
You're just doing pure Instacart? Well, I'm doing like uh, that or like ordering it online and picking it up. Mm. They like bring it to your car. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to pay extra for it. No, when you yeah pick it up, you just don't like grocery I shopping. I cannot fucking stand it anymore. I cannot stand being in public anymore. The vibes are so bad in the world. I hate it. I, first of all, I'm gonna be honest. I'm always afraid there's gonna be a mass shooting. I know that's kind of a downer, but I'm always like, yeah. someone's gonna no, come I in here and go crazy. You. Then there's just this like tension all the time when you're in public now. Like people are just waiting to have a fight. It just feels like things are weird since the pandemic and or the pandemic, whatever. Did it end? I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Since we got back out there, everybody seems like on edge and it hasn't gone away. And I feel it more in the grocery store than anywhere else. It's just like, I feel like it's all like dirty looks, bad vibes, like just like all these people like trying to get around each other, trying to get their fucking stuff. And I just, I literally cannot take it. And if I don't have to, which I don't, cause I can order everything online and just go pick it up or have it delivered to my house. I don't have to go into that fucking place. I'm not doing it anymore. It used to be one of my great That's pleasures. So sad. I hate it now. I know. I, I still love it. And I, cause I go early in the morning. So it's like usually, and I go to what well, I've said before. So I'll just say it again. I go to the Burbank whole foods, which I think is like, by far the best Whole Foods, at least on the east side of uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's like, if you go early enough, it's pretty empty. It's pretty chill compared to compared to the other ones. Um, I don't know. I still, I know what you mean. I feel it actually like on the road more than I do in public spaces. Mm. Um, but I don't go to too many. I literally, I go to the grocery store. I go to like a movie theater. I go to the tennis courts. Other than that, like, I'm not really going to too many public spaces. Um, I Yeah, I try to keep it, like, as – I try to stay home as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I hate going out now. Uh, I'm tomorrow, gonna I'm going to have a fucking pool day all day tomorrow because it's supposed to be, like, 90 degrees, and I'm just going to go to the pool oh, all day. Oh, is it? Yeah. That'll be nice. If you want to come, you're more than welcome. It's three bucks to get in. Oh, I have to work, but maybe in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh no, in the um, afternoon. Ugh, I'll tell you later. It's okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Um, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Uh, bye guys. This was fun. Um, I it's I know it's only May twelfth, but to me it's summer now. Summer has started. My blood work is done. I can fucking go buck wild with junk food, alcohol, nicotine, whatever I want. Yeah, um, your blood work is done. It's <laughs> summer vacay. <laughs> and um yeah and if you uh like this podcast and if you listen you know join our patreon every uh, i'm sure you know every other episode is a patreon episode it's only five dollars a month um right now we have i think between 60 and 70 premium episodes uh hours and hours of content for you um and if enough of you join we can fucking do our full body mris um and then yeah. everyone and wins. don't you want and you could save a life you could you save could two say, yeah. by by joining the patreon and letting us get our full body mris uh <sighs> okay guys all right i'll talk to you soon bye, bye. how 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 